This is Kyle Brooks, and welcome to The Deep End. I haven't written a blog in a little while, and I'm trying to figure out why. On the surface, it's a logistical challenge. The crush of Easter season in a church, traveling, toddler life, you get it. But maybe the reality goes a bit deeper. You prioritize what you really want. And I haven't prioritized this lately. Why is that? Here's my working theory. I've confused a calling to write with an identity as a purveyor of spiritual content. Purveyors of spiritual content. In this world of blogging, social media, live streams, and reels, this identity, purveyor of spiritual content, is a real temptation for pastors like me. Social media influencers hold captivated, or captive? The eyes and ears of a generation. And what is the key to being one of those people? Content. Lots of it. And make sure at least some of it is actually helpful. The line of reasoning goes something like this. One, if you want to make a difference in someone's life online, you need them to listen. Two, if you want them to listen, you need them to make your content a regular part of their lives. Three, if you want them to make your content a regular part of their lives, you need to be consistent about publishing content. Pastors like me do want to make an impact in people's lives with the words we carefully craft. There's nothing more satisfying than hearing how a sermon or a blog has been used by God to transform someone's experience of life. We want to see people drawn closer to God, to each other, and to their true selves through the wisdom handed down to us. We want to be influencers of a sort, if we're honest. And if you want to be an influencer in today's world, you need to be a purveyor of spiritual content. It's not unreasonable. It's not even necessarily wrong. But if we're not careful, the tail can wag the dog. The need to publish consistently and frequently can outstrip the calling to create spaces of growth and learning. If you're a writer or a speaker, maybe you've felt that kind of pressure. Jesus was a terrible influencer. If you think about Jesus through the recipe above, Jesus was a terrible influencer. Sure, he taught people about God and God's kingdom, but he never wrote a book. He didn't publish a preaching schedule. In fact, on more than one occasion, he left a crowd because they were too into him. Consider this from John chapter 6. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. And yet, Jesus became arguably the most influential person who ever lived. This is the part when, if I was smart, I'd tell you how he did it. I'd give you Jesus' recipe for viral influence but I'm not that smart. I can't tell you what his strategy was, and I would never promise you that you or I could reproduce it. What I'm more interested in 
is the kind of person Jesus was, even as he sought to influence the people around him. Living up to versus living into. You never get the sense from Jesus that he felt pressure to perform. Even when people asked him direct questions in front of a crowd, he often returned a question for a question rather than taking the opportunity to showcase his wisdom or intelligence or wit. In one harrowing story, he's asked on the spot to decide whether a woman lives or dies. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery, and the law Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have the basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground, That's from John 8, 2 through 8. Did you catch that? Give us the verdict, Jesus. And he starts doodling or journaling or gathering his thoughts. We don't actually know what he wrote or drew in the dirt. But what we do know is he does not seem to feel the pressure to produce content to their expectations. A purveyor of spiritual content has a reputation to uphold. There are expectations, many of them set by the purveyor themselves. You have to produce a talk every week. You have to keep a regular writing schedule. You have to live up to this identity you've acquired. But Jesus didn't see the title rabbi or teacher as his identity. He saw his life as fulfilling a calling from his father. As he says in John 17 in prayer, I have revealed you, Father, to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. You see, everything Jesus gave his disciples came from the Father. If the Father didn't give it, he didn't pass it on. He only taught what and when he was given something to teach. I gave them the words you gave me. He was living into a calling, not up to expectations. Why haven't I written anything in the past few weeks? The truth is, I didn't have anything else to say in addition to what God called me to say on Sundays. Maybe I have confused my calling with an identity and have been overwhelmed with the pressure? Or maybe I have been living into my calling rather than up to my own expectations. It's hard to say. But what I know is that I only want to give what I've been given. I want to inhabit the posture 
of a stooping Jesus who takes his time writing in the dirt. And maybe then, when I do say something, it'll be worth hearing. Thank you for listening to The Deep End with me, Kyle Brooks, the podcast where I basically just read my blog if you like to take it in via audio instead of reading with your eyeballs. This is the place to come. You can follow or subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to actually subscribe to the blog or the podcast to get it into your inbox, you can go to my Substack, kylebrooks.substack.com, kylebrooks.substack.com, and you can find any of the links or references I made here or that I linked in my blog in the show notes. Hope to see you next time, and thank you. Thank you.